You are listening to Just One Glass, episode three. Can you be normal and have a drinking problem? Welcome to Just One Glass, a podcast for high-achieving type A millennial moms who want to explore their relationship with alcohol without judgment and without labels. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a life coach, a successful entrepreneur multiple times over, a mother, and most importantly, a fellow human. When I took control of my negative patterns with alcohol, my entire life changed for the better. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can find the same freedom in your own life. So whether you're just getting curious about your drinking, or you're ready to dive deep, I've got you. Hi, friend. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're starting out with me or you've just discovered this podcast months or years later, thank you for listening. If you're here, you're probably questioning your relationship with drinking on some level, and I'm here to tell you that I've been there, and I've probably asked myself all of the same questions that you have. Why do I feel like I'm drinking against my own will? Why can't I have just one glass? Why can't I drink like a normal person? Am I an alcoholic? Do other people struggle like this? Do other people spend this much time thinking about their drinking? And the big one that came into my head often during my years of my most heavy drinking was, can I be normal and also have a drinking problem? And that's the question that I want to explore today. And my short answer is yes. In fact, the reason why you have developed a habit with alcohol is because you have a normal human brain. And I'll get into those details in a bit. But first, I want to talk to you about why you might be asking this question in the first place. See, the most common cultural narrative is that you're either normal and you can drink like a normal person, or you're an alcoholic, which means that you have a disease and that the only way to solve your issues with drinking is to identify as an alcoholic, go to meetings, and follow the steps. It's commonly known that if you have a drinking problem, that you must be an alcoholic. It's all over mainstream TV and the media. The medical community widely accepts this definition. Most people personally know at least one person who identifies as an alcoholic. But what about those of us who don't quite fit the definition of what it is to be an alcoholic? What about those of us who don't feel like we're dependent on drinking, but also see negative consequences of our drinking? What about those of us for whom it's not bad enough for us to hit rock bottom? to blow up our lives, to get a DUI or get fired from our job or lose custody of our kids, and we're actually highly functioning. The people in our lives aren't organizing interventions and booking us into rehab and may even disagree with us when we're questioning whether or not our drinking is problematic. But if we get honest with ourselves, we know that we are thinking about it more often than we would like, and it consumes our thoughts and takes up a lot of space in our minds. There are negative consequences, but not big enough to be red flags. Maybe our health isn't where we want it to be. Maybe our sleep is deteriorating. Maybe we're carrying an extra 10 pounds that we can't seem to get rid of. Maybe we don't have the energy that we would like to have. Or maybe our mind just isn't as clear as we would like it to be. Maybe we don't like the part where we look forward to 5 p.m. every day because we know we can pour that first glass of wine. Maybe we don't like the part where we tell ourselves that we'll have just one glass of wine, but it ends up being a whole bottle. 
We look at friends at parties and see how they can have just one glass and wonder what's different about them. And we ask ourselves, am I an alcoholic? Because I certainly can't drink like a normal person. I spent years in this cycle asking these questions, but it never made sense to me that I should consider AA as an option, but it was the only option because you're either normal or you're an alcoholic. When I started doing this work and after I stopped drinking, it became clear to me that yes, I am a normal person and that all that happened was that I developed a habit and that isn't good and it isn't bad and it's just what happens in the brain. You see, there are two things that happened. On a neurochemical level, my brain learned that drinking gives me a huge hit of dopamine and our brains are wired to seek things that produce dopamine. Because from an evolutionary and historical perspective, these dopamine-producing stimuli were things that we needed to survive. Food, shelter, warmth, sex, sugar. So this neurochemical release happens when we use any behavior that historically contributed to our survival. And these behaviors typically feel really good in the moment. And there are modern versions of these stimuli. It could be overdrinking. It could be spending time scrolling on social media. It could be zoning out and binging on Netflix, eating food when we aren't actually hungry, pornography, spending money. All of these behaviors initiate a strong release of dopamine in the brain. A huge rush of pleasure, which temporarily allows us not to feel the negative emotions we're experiencing in our lives. And that brings me to part two. Whether consciously or unconsciously, and if I get honest with myself, it was at least partially conscious. I learned that drinking wine every night allowed me not to feel my negative emotions. Stress, anger, sadness, confusion, doubt, all of these feelings that come up in the human experience. And the more that I drank, the less I could tolerate these negative emotions. The more I thought about that next hit of dopamine, which at the time simply felt like relief. But if we take a step back and look at what really happened, nothing actually went wrong. The habit that I developed is a normal response of the human brain. And what can we expect when we live at a time when the things that produce such huge and immediate releases of pleasure and dopamine are so widely and instantly available in almost infinite quantities? Different people will have different drugs of choice. For some, it's cupcakes. For some, it's online shopping. For me, it was French Bordeaux. And if this sounds like you too... I want to emphasize that the habit that formed in your brain has no moral value. It's not good or bad. It's just a neural pathway that's been formed. It doesn't make you any less of a human. It doesn't make you any less worthy. And it doesn't mean that you're an alcoholic. And the good news is that it's totally possible to change all of it. That's right. You get to decide how you want to move forward. Now, as a bit of a disclaimer, if you do identify as being an alcoholic, or if you feel that you have reason to suspect that you fit into that definition, this podcast still can be helpful, but it is for informational purposes only, and it's not a substitute for medical assessment and treatment. So if you do think that you might be an alcoholic, please make sure you talk to a qualified medical provider, such as your doctor. That's it for me today. I want to know what you think of this idea, and I want to answer all of your questions. Let's connect over on Instagram. You can find me at Michelle Kaffler. I'll be back next week. Until then, you've got this, my friend.